Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Hey friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. You know, when it comes to meeting with your disciple, the actual appointment of when you sit down together, there are five elements that need to happen 99% of the time. Each of these five elements create the outline or the template for each of your discipleship appointments. You do not need to dream up what to do each time you meet with your disciple or small discipleship group. This template is consistent, predictable, and should be something your disciple not only anticipates, but is able to replicate when they begin to disciple others. Remember, I spoke last week that discipleship is not just for your disciple. It's also for who they will turn around and disciple one day. So the very template of what you're going to do weekly in your time with them should be something that's transferable. So instead of winging it or fretting over it, the template of a discipleship appointment should not change. So let's unpack each element of the discipleship appointment one by one. Number one, small talk. This involves getting to know your disciple and the different aspects of their life. This is an important step for discipleship. This person needs to know that you care about them in all aspects of their life, not just the spiritual side. So in small talk, you're asking about their family, their background, their hobbies. This sharing back and forth about life is done in each appointment. Don't fall into the temptation to jump over this element to get to a checklist of items. This is an important time for you to gauge how your disciple is doing that day. Find out what is on their heart and mind. If my disciple, let's say, had a date that weekend, I'm going to ask her about it. If she had a job interview, I'm going to ask her about it. If one of her kids just got his license, I'm going to ask her about it. If her husband's looking for a job, I'm asking about it. I'm just simply asking and learning about all areas of her life. Now, being a task-oriented person myself, I used to actually have to write a note to myself in my little discipleship planner that said, Lori, stop, ask how her day is going. I know some of you don't have that problem. You're not a task-oriented person like me, but if you are, please understand that this small talk time is a good part of your discipleship appointment, should not be looked over or jumped over. It's got to happen consistently every time. Number two is accountability. We want an accountability time within our discipleship appointments. Hey, this is when we get real. We reveal struggles in our lives or goals we're trying to attain or shortcomings that we want help in or guidance or support. It will require you to be real, vulnerable, authentic. During accountability, both the discipler and the disciples share about an area in their life that might be a struggle. Each agrees to ask the other about that area regularly. They pray for each other. They encourage each other towards complete victory in that area. Now, listen, the discipler goes first. The discipler should share about their struggles first, just to model that authenticity or that transparency. Perhaps you're going to say to your disciple, hey, listen, I've been screaming and yelling at my kids and I hate it. I've got to have more self-control when it comes to their discipline. I'm losing it. 
And I really need you to pray for me. And I need you to ask me about this next week so that I know in the heat of the moment, I'm going to have to answer to you. And I need that type of accountability. Now, they may ask you to hold them accountable, let's say to, I don't know, memorizing more scripture or being more uplifting to their spouse. Or maybe they are nervous about inviting a friend to church. And you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to pray for you this week, and I'm going to ask you about it when we get together, and I hope that you will have done it. So that's accountability. Number three element, content. The content portion of your appointment is where you teach them something from Scripture, something that they can use in their life, something they can pass on to another in the future. This segment consists of time in the Word. You're doing a Bible study together, perhaps. A discipleship appointment doesn't merely consist of just meeting together to talk and catch up. It needs biblical substance every time. There's content involved as you're discipling a person with an end in mind. You have a destination when you're discipling somebody. Now, I'll dedicate a whole podcast to this in the future, but the goal of discipleship is for your disciple to, one, look more like Christ, and two, disciple others. And time studying the Bible helps accomplish both those goals. Now, as you know, I recommend the first six weeks of content with any disciple be on foundational biblical lessons, the basics of who is God, his love, who is Jesus, our salvation that's found in him, the role of the Holy Spirit, prayer, Bible study, and our role in the Great Commission. These are foundational biblical lessons. And as you know, I wrote a Bible study that would help any disciple use these with their disciple Any discipler use these in their discipleship appointment. That Bible study is called Start Here, Six Foundational Lessons for Growth in Christ. But we got to understand that content has to happen every time so that your disciple is learning something from God's word. It is God's words that change lives. It is God's words that matter. So we have to be making sure we are literally opening the Bible and teaching and reading from it every discipleship time. The fourth element is prayer. During the appointment, spend time praying out loud for others and for each other. Ask God to help you both apply what you've learned during the content portion of the appointment or for items you shared about during accountability or small talk. Always pray for lost people in your life. You know, these are family members or friends that have yet placed their faith in Christ as Savior and Lord. You may choose to write down prayer requests for each other so you can pray for your disciple daily until you meet again. The fifth element is outreach. When you are able, try to do ministry together with your disciple. Perhaps you both meet, you both meet with a new person who attended an outreach or visited your church for the first time. Let them watch and observe you as much as possible. I always want one of my disciples with me when I'm doing ministry. I always want one of them with me when I'm doing outreach, when I'm sharing the gospel with maybe other women I'm coming into contact with. Now, one of the women I disciple and I met with a visitor to our Bible study. My disciple was able to watch me get to know her and sincerely begin to navigate our conversation into spiritual things by asking her about her spiritual journey. 
I was able to share my testimony of placing my faith in Christ. And I asked this woman if she had ever made a decision such as that. Your disciple will learn more in one hour of real ministry than you telling them about it for five hours. Now, you can schedule this outreach portion of your discipleship appointment at the end of your time together. So it'd be like you meeting with your disciple to have your regular discipleship appointment and then have that visitor join at the last part of the appointment. This final part of the template, this outreach portion, it will be the most challenging to make happen. And really, it was much easier for me to make happen consistently when I was in campus ministry for years. But at least try and at least be getting those first four elements on a consistent basis. If one of those first four elements is missing, small talk, accountability, content, prayer, then your discipleship appointments will begin to fall into one of two ditches. It'll either become overly academic with just a focus on Bible study, spiritual elements, skills you're trying to teach. It will lack the warmth and the care that small talk and accountability can bring. Or it'll fall into what I call coffee and vent discipleship. And that's where there's only small talk, catching up, and maybe prayer, but it's lacking that biblical content. Now, recall that I said this is the template you should use 99% of the time. What's that 1%? Well, the 1% is the fact that life happens and there will be situations for whatever reason you're going to need to ditch the template. Okay. If your disciple comes into the appointment and has just suffered a broken engagement or the death of a loved one or the loss of a job, it will feel cold to push through the five elements. You may need to push pause on the template and simply be an encouraging, listening ear, prayerfully asking God to use you in that moment to offer care godly wisdom, empathy. You know, while we want to be consistent in discipleship, we also don't want to be rigid. If you need to push pause on your discipleship plan now and then to care for your disciple or if something more pressing comes up, then do it. Let God lead, not your template, in discipleship. Now, the beauty of this five-element template is that it takes the guesswork out of planning to meet with your disciple because you can easily just think through the five elements and just plug in what you want to teach and focus on for each particular element and not feel like you're having to wing it week by week. Further, this helps your disciple learn what an appointment should look like when they disciple someone in the future. You're setting them up for future discipleship success. All right. Now, you know, I like to end my podcast with a keeping it real moment. And I recall a time when I had to push pause on the discipleship template. I was um, a single woman. I had a roommate and she had adopted a stray cat. She was feeding this cat. She'd sit out on the porch and play with the cat. I don't recall the cat ever actually came into our home, but she really loved this cat. I was leaving one morning to head to work to campus ministry And as I pulled out, I looked down the road and I saw that at some point that cat had gotten run over and my heart just dropped, but I was late to a meeting. So I had to like put on, you know, put the foot on the gas and get to the meeting. 
But all through the meeting, I kept thinking, oh, this is horrible. I mean, she's going to get home from work. She's going to see that cat on the road. It is going to literally break her heart. But I had back-to-back meetings and establishment appointments all day long. And so I just didn't really know what to do. I had all my plans made, all my templates laid out. I had my little establishment planner ready to go with all the women I was going to meet with. But I kept thinking of the cat on the road and how it would break my roommate's heart. So what did I do? I pushed pause on the discipleship template. My next appointment was with a wonderful woman named Nikki. I said, Nikki, we're not going to do traditional discipleship today. And she was like, okay. And I said, get in my car. We have something really gross to go do. Because did I mention it was like August and it was like super hot? (laughs) Okay. And I live in Texas. So... We get in my car, we drive all the way off campus to my house. We both see the cat. I have to go to my next door neighbor, ask to use their shovel. I am scraping this hot, dead cat off the road. I'm putting it in. She's holding this big black trash bag as I'm scraping that cat off the road. And we tied up the bag and we disposed of it to where my neighbor wouldn't see it. And I was really glad that I was going to be able to tell my neighbor what happened instead of her finding out in the worst way, seeing it herself. I remember when I drove back to campus, I said, you know, Nikki, I I just remember there's a verse in the Bible and it talks about those of you that know the good you should do and don't is sinning. And I said, you know what? I knew it was the right thing to do to remove that cat so it wouldn't absolutely break my roommate's heart. Do you know that Nikki and I, obviously, we've never forgotten that story. There's going to be times when you're going to need to push pause on the discipleship template for one reason or another. I hope it's not because of a dead animal, but nonetheless, feel free not to be rigid, but to be led by the Lord. All right, question of the week. What other elements do you use when you disciple others? Do you have an element that consistently shows up in your discipleship time that I didn't list today? If so, share it with me. Just go to my website, lorijoinerministries.org, and just find the contact tab and let me know, what are you doing? I would love to learn from you as well. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we need to be organized for our discipleship time. I mean, the investment that we're making in others' lives is precious, and we shouldn't just wing it. Thank you for the time you have given us to make a spiritual investment in others and help us be a useful tool in your hand to make a lasting difference in people's lives. Lord, please give us divine appointments, open doors of opportunity to meet with others, to disciple them for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at lorijoynerministries.org.